Hey, everybody. It is Monday. It is 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop. Yay. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's all good today. We're uh, we're in here training Trina. She has a new show that's going to be coming up on Sunday uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, something about diversity training. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. She's going to have uh, comedians come in and do diversity games with one another. It should be very, very exciting. Uh, but right now, you guys are here for the Joke Workshop. If you know how it goes... Uh, do you know how it goes? You do four minutes of material and then comedians around you are going to give you four minutes of critique. Please remember if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. That means a nice fluffy compliment at the beginning and at the end before you tell them what a shit bag they are and how they should quit comedy. Uh, yeah, it happens every Monday here at Mutiny Radio. Good times. Uh, I'm going to get the horn and, and get stuff together. We'll be right back with your first comedian very soon. Hey, everybody. We have weird music playing in the background. It's something called Metal Mother. I just thought it looked fun and pulled it off the shelves. I'm going to switch it up in a second because uh, it's weird. Uh, not as weird as your first comedian. Let's see if his jokes are funny. Everybody put your hands together. It's Ian Kung. Yay. Hello. You guys hear me? It's good. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Uh, so my best friend just got engaged over the break. That's pretty cool. Whoopee. Yeah. I'm not super excited about it, though. Um, I think it's, I'm just a little suspicious because she actually proposed to him, and it's only been about six months. That's kind of strange. He's like, what's the big deal? It's just, you know, we're just getting engaged. It's not like we're getting married. I'm like, I feel like if a girl proposes to you, that's like the guy's equivalent of just the tip, you know? <laughs> But uh, I don't know, maybe it's just because I don't like her. I mean, we just have some differences, right? She's like, uh, she's one of those PETA people, you know, really big on that. So when we're at dinner, she obviously has a couple of opinions she likes to share. That's always fun. Like her dogs are complete animals, dude. They're gigantic dogs. They keep, every time I go over, they're like fucking nipping at my legs and shit. I'm like, why don't you just like, you know, just like fucking tap them on the nose or something, blow in their face. It's just, you know, little things. And she comes back with, oh, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't treat my dog any differently than I treat my children. And I'm like, all right, you can win this argument, but you better neuter your kids when they come out. That, <laughs> and the, I mean, yeah, also I'm calling you a hypocrite. Just like, end the stupid right here, you know? I don't know. She's, uh, she's interesting. She's a little, uh, she's also causing fights with me, my friend. You know, like we used to never fight. I don't know, I don't know what the deal is. Like, we went to go celebrate the engagement. We go out and get, uh, you know, we get drunk at a bar. Uh, he was like, the next day, he's like, dude, you fucking, you're being, you were being an asshole to my girlfriend last night. I'm like, why? How? I'm a pretty nice guy. I, I, he said, you called her fat to her face. I'm like, that doesn't sound like me at all. And, and, I would, and, and she's really upset, which is understandable, right? Because, I mean, it sucks being fat, right? Like, not a whole lot of, like, mobility and shit. But, like... I don't, I don't, I don't, 
I don't understand. So look, he actually sent me a Snapchat. He's like, dude, this is what you said. You'll prove it right now. And I actually checked out the video, and it turns out I didn't call her fat at all. I called her obese, which is a totally different thing because technically I might still be right. You know, it's like the whole, no, okay, but this actually happened. Like, if you're obese, it's like a medical term, right? It's like you're not allowed to say dick in school, but penis is chill, right? Because it's technically okay. I don't know. We'll, we'll hash that. That's fine. What else? What else is happening? Um, I, uh, oh, this is something I've been thinking of. It's, uh, I, I kind of recently been wishing like I was like any other race but Asian, you know? Because every other race just comes off as way cooler, right? When Asians try to be cool, it would just come off as annoying, you know? You know what a cool Asian sounds like? It's like, that's the sound of a Subaru going through your neighborhood at two in the morning, real slowly. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I grew up Christian. I still am, which is funny because I feel like people in this town look at you weird when you're Christian. Like they, like my whole life, it just kind of looks like you're stupid or something. It's not my fault. It's like my parents put that in my head when I was way too young to reject that, right? It's like growing up with a disability, kinda. Like I, I actually had to lose every major argument in school because people would, they'd ask you basic questions and you can't how do you defend it when you're a kid? It's like you get stumped on the most basic shit. Like, how can you prove Jesus came back to life? You can't. That's tough shit. But I recently went on a date with a chick, and this was awesome because she said, uh, she said, uh, so you actually believe that Jesus existed? And I'm like, Oh my god, I felt like I was accepting an Academy Award. I was like, oh my god, I want to thank my parents. Like, I'm ready to shit on this. And, um, I don't know. That's all I really want to. A lot of premises, not a lot of punch. Anyway, thanks, you guys. Hey, alright, that was Ian Tung. And uh, right now, stay up there. Actually, do a favor for me since you're out there. Switch that microphone with the microphone that's in front of the people because not not that one. The yeah, that one is the best microphone. Yeah. yeah, but bring that woman on stage and then take the other microphone and put it in front of the people because that microphone that you have in your hand it goes in and out and it's so annoying. I'm sorry, guys. If anyone wants to give us money to buy XLR cables, we'd sure take it. Uh, so comments for Ian Kung. Oh, could we not? Can I just. Let me go home. It's okay. Um, like you said in the end, a lot of premise, no punch. Uh, was that all new material? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So um, the one where you're saying about neutering the, uh, the kids of that PETA girl, that was, that was good. It was right. good. I liked it. Um, very <laughs> right. dark and, and, and good. Uh, Christian one, I, I don't know if you'd want to keep that or not. It's uh, probably not going to work in any region where there's a bunch of Christians. Yeah. Uh, but out here, that might work. Uh, so that's about all I have to say. Thanks, Phil. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Right. No one else has any comments. Ian Kung. There we go. Um, I'm going to move it right along here. 
at it's okay Trina's learning and I just throw people in and I'm like here fucking do it that's how we learn here at Mutiny Radio but it's okay because I don't give a fuck about this show uh, so like no one there's like there's only like 4,000 people listening a month so I'm like eh, whatever it's like not uh, it's so for me whatever hey thanks for listening listeners uh, thanks for putting up te- technical difficulties as we all learn how to run the ones and twos. Uh, your next comedian uh, comes to us from L.A., uh, goes back and forth. Put your hands together. Everyone, it's Phil Kim. Why, why can't you see every day you have your All right. So, New Year just happened. Anyone here make New Year's resolutions? Yeah? Uh, well, last year, I remember my New Year's resolution. It was a uh, date more models. But a few months in, I had to revise it to just date more. And then a few months later, I had to revise it once again to quit crying while masturbating. Yeah, still cry when I masturbate. So this year, I want to make a freaking New Year's resolution that I might actually accomplish. So my New Year's resolution is to eat the ass of a woman. That's, uh, That's what it is. I could actually do that. Might have to pay for it, but I could do it. Okay, so, anyways, uh, politically, uh, politically, I'm glad that uh, I don't vote. I shouldn't be allowed to vote, honestly, uh, because I believe that we should legalize all drugs and uh, everyone should own a gun from the age of five and up and just carry it around all the time. You know, you know why five and up? Because I just don't trust toddlers with guns. They, they tend to shoot people, um, especially when they're high on speed. But, um, you know, I could, I could trust a five-year-old to hold a shotgun while I uh, put another rock in the crack pipe. <clears throat> All right. So, okay, let's see what else I have here. Just a bunch of shit I wrote down. Um, <laughs> I, uh, one of my friends, he asked me recently, uh, are you still with that one chick? Remember, uh, vodka in the car chick? And I was like, uh, no, I'm with this other girl. Remember, uh, cocaine in the porta potty girl? Yeah, real classy, real classy. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, do any show that someone books me on, basically. Like, um, uh, someone said, hey, you want to do an all gay show in Marin? And I was like, oh. I would, but that night I have an all-straight show in the Castro. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, I've been uh, I've been spending about like this past week with an apartment all to myself in Berkeley, and it's been pretty interesting <laughs> because I mean I've been just able to just walk around butt naked listening to death metal all day, and uh, it's uh, actually hell. Uh, I don't like it. Um, spending too much time with myself lately, guys. I, I started taking myself out on dates. It's, uh, it's kind of weird. I have expensive tastes, so now I'm broke. Uh, I recently found out that my boss is a crackhead, which is uh, funny because I'm unemployed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I... I do have a lot of black friends, uh, a bit too many uh, for a guy who plays a banjo. And uh, I mean, I can't keep track of all of them. So I I recently had to get this uh, app on my phone called Black Friend Tracker. It's 
actually it's just a police scanner. Oh, that's good. That's good. No, but to tell you guys the truth, the real reason I got into stand-up comedy was to make black people laugh. All right, because honestly, uh, black people's a white person's laugh only counts for three fifths of a black person's laugh. That's what I call equality. All right, thank you very much. I'm Phil Kemp. All right, Phil Kemp. So, the three-fifths part's so hack. I've heard it so much. I'm so sorry that you like it and it's funny and you got to laugh out of it too, but God, I've heard it so many times. I just... just, Yeah, but everyone can... It's a premise that's kind of like... It's tried and true material. It's just... it's. I've heard it before from black people. I've heard it from white people. I mean, it just... I I don't want to hurt your feelings but it I don't know as everyone else has heard that before too right they're shaking their heads and stuff I guess all right I'll be the I'll be the bread on that shit sandwich that's cool (laughs) (laughs) I uh yeah I just like I like I know you're just you know throwing out you know a couple punches just seeing what, what what works and what sticks I really like the one where you said uh that your boss is a crackhead and you're unemployed that was clever I didn't see that one coming so yeah bravo to you a nice little one-liner. Um, hi, I walked in late, so I didn't hear all of your set. But um, when you said that your friend was like, "How are you still dating that chick, the vodka in the back of the car?" But yeah. no, you're dating that crackhead. Whatever. Yeah. Give us the story a little bit more. Instead of just that one line, the conversation. Maybe you could build that a little bit more. That Maybe. Could be one of many punches. Maybe. That's that was a place I saw you could like expand the story. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, no one else, huh? That's good. Good, I can get off here. Yeah. Thank God. All right. Phil Camp, yay. All right, moving on here, guys. Uh, I don't know if I've seen him before. I probably was blackout drunk because I don't remember who he is. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. Connor Doherts. You've seen me like 12 times. <laughs> it's okay. I've been gone for a while. I'm not memorable. Uh, so I'm pretty sure just thinking about the world as it exists today that this is a thing that exists. There are a bunch of dads who used to be in like three-letter government agencies, intelligence agencies in Northern Virginia. They perform in a cover band called Extraordinary Rendition. It's probably a thing. You guys know what Extraordinary Rendition is? Why no? Thank you. It's uh, when you, it's when a spy kidnaps someone. It's like what we, the United States does to all sorts of other countries. It should be, it's pretty regulated in uh, international politics, but uh, so that doesn't really work, but that's okay. I just like the idea of like a bunch of dads who are in the CIA playing in a cover band, whether or not the extraordinary rendition joke works. Uh, you know, cheeseburger in a secret prison somewhere. Like if they just do their Jimmy Buffett songs. Cool. Uh, I'm not sex negative. I'm just a sex pessimist. 
don't have high expectations. Uh, do you guys remember the It Gets Better campaign? Like videos of LGBTQ grown-ups talking to younger people, and they're like, everybody's mean to you now, but it'll get better later. It gets better. I like that campaign. It's a nice campaign. Uh, I'm not... I don't identify as queer, but I, I really like the message. I like the format of it. I like it so much I want to use it for myself, except instead of a, being about how it's okay to be gay, it would be about having sex with me. <laughs> and like, I feel like the, the setup for the campaign works pretty well in this situation as well. You know, it's like these people, like they're in this situation. They, they think probably no one else has ever been in this situation before. Uh, they're, they're a little scared. Never mind. Uh, is there anything else in that joke? Probably not. Let's see. What else is there to talk about? I was just back in Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota originally. I was hanging out with my friends from high school, and it reminded me uh, how things were different back then. Hanging out with my high school friends, there are a bunch of dudes. Like, when you get a bunch of dudes together, they're just unpleasant. You know, everyone's sitting around, like, trying to touch each other's junk. There's, like, this weird... At, on the one hand, it's, like, homophobic, but also kind of homo homoerotic at the same time. You know, you say, like, a bromance or something, right? You wouldn't want to say you're hanging out, but you have to, like, kind of sexualize it, but it's also not sexual, you know? It's like, if a bromance, go on a bro date, give each other blowjobs, like, we just... I said I said blowjob, but yeah, that's okay. Uh oh. There you go. No problem. I think we're gonna call it. <laughs> I'm ready for, for I'm, I'm ready for whatever. Oh, I have a minute. Yeah, I was gonna do this whole thing, this bit that's like really not worked out, and people are already not. I think we'll just call it. I was going to do this. <gasps> okay, you know at the beginning of the Bible when uh, God tells Abraham to cross this desert and climb this mountain and kill his son Isaac at the top of the mountain? My claim is all of Christianity and, for that matter, Islam and Judaism, like all of the Abrahamic religions that talk about this story, the story would still make sense if he had told him to fuck his son instead of kill him. That's why I didn't want to start this bit. <laughs> The logic of it totally makes, so I understand why you would maybe be upset about that, but if you think about it, like, probably fucking him is probably not as bad as killing him, and the actual story is telling him to kill him. Also, the time was way different back then, so, like, his son was, you know, I Isaac and Abraham lived to be, like, 120. Isaac is, like, already in his 30s at this point, so, you know, it'll fuck him up a little bit, but not that badly. But the way the story actually shakes out is he's supposed to kill Isaac, and then at the last minute, this eight angel drops in and is like, actually, JK, here's a sheep. You can kill this sheep instead. Like, what if the angel had come down and been like, JK, you don't need to fuck Isaac. Here's a sheep you can fuck. Because <laughs> the point of the story is, like, you're, you're not supposed to break ethical rules. Like, you know, they had this rule, don't kill people, but if God tells you to do it, you can do it, Right. Well, I mean, presumably they also had a rule about how you're not supposed to fuck your son, but if God tells you to, you need to cross the desert and do it. Anyway, I'm just saying, theoretically, it's possible that two billion Christians, one and a half billion Muslims, and, you know, however many tens of millions of Jews could all believe that story, and it would make, it would make total sense. 
That's why I didn't want to start that bit. <laughs> so I'm done. <laughs> Keep it going for Connor! Yay! I remember him now. I like your I like that joke at the end with the killing and the cow the calf and the stuff. Maybe um fuck off your fuck off your son. Because you said if he tells him to fuck your son, he wasn't gonna he's gonna fuck over his son. When God tells you to like when God tells you to fuck over your son yeah. and you take him to the top of a mountain and you slaughter him and light him on fire. Or yeah. maybe instead of or past I just because that's what I was thinking because he was fucking over his son he was fucking over his son I could do something like make it a little smoother transition because like pe- people freak out a little bit when you're like you could fuck his son <laughs> you gotta kind of ease into that one <laughs> oh I didn't even think of that uh, I like the extraordinary rendition joke. It's too smart for most people. Okay. Um, so if you can simplify it in some way, because you said three, I think you said like three-letter organization. Just say the CIA. Yeah, okay. Just say CIA yeah. dads form a band called Rendition Rendition, a cover band called Rendition Rendition. They just do renditions of renditions. And then they're like, and then an example, they, they play music while they're like taking hostages or whatever, taking yeah. people back. It's like that's music that accompanies you on your rendition. Yeah. Just kind of make it clearer what it is and who it is. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Thank you. Hey. Hello. Um, I really like the campaign turning into a campaign of why people should have sex with you. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Really nice. Thank you. Um, at the at the end joke, I actually wrote down before you said it. Then people would fuck sheep because I knew where you were going with that. Yeah. But um, maybe the reason you're explaining this is you're explaining like why people do fuck sheep or uh what how the world would be really different got... if that had been the bible so on yeah. holy days like when people slaughter a sheep together as a family they'd be fucking a sheep together as a family or yeah something that like ties like what would be different then that if that's is what way more real you're right yeah it's a good point <laughs> but i liked it good job thank you All right. Hey, guys, put your hands together. It's Connor. Hey, and this train is moving onward, this comedy train. Uh, hey, your next comedian, she always gives really, really great comments, uh, and I love it, and you're going to laugh at her jokes. Put your hands together. It's Stephanie Silverman. Hi. Thanks, Pam. Give it up for Pam. Yay. <laughs> I, um, it's really hard to be a good person, you guys. I tried to donate my hair to Locks of Love, but they said they wouldn't take it because it's chemically treated. And I'm like, isn't chemo short for chemicals? Like, like are they afraid that my hair is going to make these people lose their hair? Like, what do they want from me? Do they just they're like, no, Stephanie, actually, we want your boobs. Um... <laughs> If you want to make a difference in a cancer survivor's life, donate boobs. Uh, my boyfriend likes my boobs, which is fair because I like his ass. He has a fantastic ass. I didn't realize that I was an ass woman. Uh, I've only dated men with very tiny asses. I'm sorry for you guys. I don't know how you wear pants. Pants are not designed for you. Pants are designed for my boyfriend. He has a fantastic set of buns. Uh, the saddest thing about being separated from him for Christmas was uh, I got no buns. It was like the seven bunless days of Christmas. No buns to squeeze. Um, but now he's home, 
and I get to squeeze his buns a lot. We've got a good sex life because uh, we got rid of his shitty old mattress, which was like one of those sponge mattresses, you know, that's like comes in a bag with all the air sucked out and like you have to expand it. And I think millennials are super into these because they're cheap. Uh, you can order them on an app and have some douchebag on a bicycle deliver it. Uh, but the problem with these mattresses is like when you fuck on them, there's no bounce. You just keep going down and down and down. You just keep fucking in until you're into the bed frame, like you're fucking on a yoga mat. There is zero bounce to thrust ratio, right? And the, the, the bounce to thrust ratio is extremely important if you want to have a sex life at all, right? Like you need this. I think the bounce to thrust ratio should be a rating system that comes with your mattress. You go shopping and you're like, well, this one has a very high bounce to thrust ratio. And because I'm fat and you're skinny, we need this because you need the bounce back up. You know, and it's like, that's why we don't have water beds anymore. Have you guys noticed? Because these have a zero bounce to thrust ratio. They have a very high bounce to splash ratio. There are scientists that need to be working on this with whiteboards and formulas, bounce to thrust ratio, have a sex life back. Um, my boyfriend and I, like I said, it's helped our sex life. And uh, I, uh, I know like how, how good our sex life is because I keep track of how often we have sex uh, on an app. Um, it's actually, it's an app that's uh, supposed to keep, uh, to keep track of my period or it's like for pregnancy or whatever, but I repurposed it to like track our sex life. Um, cause you need, you need to keep the numbers up. And if you guys have ever been in a sexless relationship, you know that you will stop at nothing to never have another sexless relationship. So I, I recommend date, only date other people who have been trapped in sexless relationships for six or more years because they will never let that happen again. So I, I, I track it on an app to make sure we're keeping our numbers up. Uh, if we have intercourse, uh, there's, I press a little heart button. Uh, if he goes down on me, it's a heart plus. Uh, if I give him a blowjob, it's a heart minus. Um, it's all hearts, right? It's all good. Uh, and I, I thought he would think that it was very unromantic of me, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I kind of like to keep track of things. I'm a little organized, but he, I sh I'm like, I showed him and he's like, oh my God, that's, that's great. Our numbers are really good. And I, I must be a pretty good lover because there's like hardly any heart minuses. <laughs> all right. I need a stronger punchline. Um, what else? Uh, ghosting. We all know what ghosting is. You know, when, no. when nobody, uh, you know, it's a seance. No, it's when uh, you go out on an internet date. You, you date someone, and instead of them breaking up with you or treating you like with honest communication, they just stop communicating. Like, you have sex, or you're on a date, and it's like, oh, where's that person? They just stopped responding. It's ghosting. Uh, I think that's kind of fine. Like, I don't really need, like, I have a boyfriend, so this, this doesn't make sense. But when I used to date, uh, I think that's fine. You don't, need to, you don't need to give me an honest response of why you don't think it was going to work out. That's fine. Just disappear. I like that. Like, I, I went out with this one guy. We, were, we dated several times. I liked him quite a bit. I did. I'll admit it. Um, but then I got this email from him saying he didn't want to be with me, and the subject line said, breaking up. Like, I don't, I don't know if I needed to read any more, right? It's like, but I, I but I, I did anyway, because he said, oh, Stephanie, I, I, I had such a great time with you, but certain aspects of our relationship troubled me. Like, and then in parentheses, it said, excessive drinking and staying up late. They're like, well, that's kind of a compliment. Like, and I don't, it's a, you know, but I don't know if I really needed to know his reasons, right? Like, if he had just ghosted me, then I could have just imagined he died in a fiery death. <laughs> Okay, I have more jokes, but that was my time. I'll respect it. What you got? Stephanie Silverman, yay, yay. Comments, comments, comments. 
I like that you added that thing in from last week. That was rad. The which from last week? The 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 stuff about the waterbed. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, that we 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 all helped. That was a group effort. I liked the uh, sex tracker app. Like that should just be a thing. Like that should actually legit exist. Because um, yeah, um, being in a sexless relationship is funny because. I mean, any time is too long, but six years, goddamn. Uh, I don't know. You could, like, turn that into some kind of joke. Like, if my sexist relationship was a kid, it would be in kindergarten. Mm, you know? That's good. Something that's like good. that. Um, yeah, good stuff. I liked Thank it. You. Yeah. Uh, here. Oh, <laughs> um, I really liked it, too. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, the chemically treated hair is super funny. And then uh, the advice about if you've ever been in a sexless relationship, also super funny. But like he said, it doesn't have to be six years. It could just be a smaller amount of time. It could um, be eight. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I lasted like six months. I was like, hell no. Uh, uh, the bounce to thresh ratio thing is super funny. But I was thinking there you were going to do a call back to your boyfriend's amazing buns. Hmm, okay. Because there could be somehow that you, like, he had okay. to get on bottom so we could bounce on his, I don't know. I like it. That's good. Somehow. That's good. Thank you. Anyways, great stuff. Thank you. Is that all there, is that all there is? Yeah. No. Uh, I don't want to hit you with that thing. No. Uh, wait, now I just forgot. What was the thing you said at the end where I burst out laughing? That was good. Now I can't remember. Thing? Huh? Sorry. Uh, what did I say? Where are my notes? I don't know. I'm sorry. That was my job. The period tracker. My boyfriend thought that we're doing pretty good. What did I say? Oh, the uh, yeah. One of my boy, the guy that broke up with me. It's better oh, yeah. that if he just dies. Oh well, I was laughing when it was the subject line is like subject line breaking up. I don't know. I just think that that is really funny because it, like. I don't know. It's just like immediately so stupid. <laughs> like, come on. Well, that's I, that's good to know. I mean, because that was true, and I didn't, I, know. I never well, meant that to be. Know, everyone but... always laughs, and I never meant that to be a punchline. But it it stays because oh, it's funny. I mean, yeah. it is funny, and I'm not exactly sure why, but I don't I don't care. Well, but... I think it's fun. Like for the reason that you you know explained, where it's like why why do I need the because you know like sometimes people will just put something in the subject line, and then it's like EOM. Like he could have done that. Yeah. I Unsubscribe. Guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I uh, I really like that one. And then the thing about like having uh, like men's buns and pants and stuff. Uh, just in my life, I am the kind where I don't have any, and so I need to just basically like strap pants to my body. Like there's nothing to hold them. Mm -hmm. So I'm just giving you my experience if you want to use that. Okay. It's just like... I've it's dated just guys like, that had to strap pants to their body. Yeah, their buns were so it's small. like there's nothing for them to hang on. Mm -hmm. So you're just... that. But that's... I don't see it as a joke. I just see it as life. But you can use it as a joke. Thank I, you. I thought of one more thing real quick. Um, with the ghosting thing, if you pair, <laughs> if you paired that idea with the, uh, the sex tracker app. So like you're partnered with the person... And they delete you as a friend on the sex tracker app, and you know you're broken up with. Huh. That, that's something. That's there's something there. Or yeah. like if you're with someone that doesn't like to discuss sex, like they want to keep it a mystery. Like if I want someone to like call me a slut, but I can't tell them because it ruins it. I can say, call Stephanie a slut <laughs> on the app. There you go. Anyway, thanks. Anything yeah. else? All right, thanks, you guys. That was great to All back. right, that was Stephanie Silverman being hilarious. Yay! Bounce to thrust ratio. 
on new San Francisco, what are they called, hipster mattresses. Hey, your next comedian, uh, he has he has fun name, it's fun to say. Put your hands together, everybody, it's Jakob V. All right, thanks. My first joke workshop. How are y'all doing, great? Yeah. Awesome. All right, um, <laughs> yeah, had a good break. I got to go to Las Vegas for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing real crazy though. I mean, I kind of just spent a lot of my time getting lost and eating overpriced burgers, you know? Like, it, <laughs> that's my experience in Vegas. Just And as a big person walking around, it's just it, going after the holiday, I went right after Christmas. It's terrible. Just families everywhere. It feels like as if you know I was in a, like a refugee center after an earthquake where everyone just was allowed to smoke and bright lights were just going off and people were sad, but for weird reasons, you know, maybe just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they lost so much, which is, you know, it's comparable. Earthquakes, you lose a lot and gambling your life away. I don't know. Just, I don't like it. My friend's got a smoking room Smoke rooms are terrible. Just like old ass and cigarettes and despair. And then my friend just lost all his money. And then I found out he had some sort of like quasi prostitute in the room. And she was weeping everywhere because <laughs> he. <laughs> she's like, I don't want your money. He's like, I don't have any. I just lost it all. And then sh she left. And I don't know. I just felt disgusting. But thankfully, my girlfriend is pretty stable, and her mom is too. And they had a nice apartment. A uh, little timeshare thing. So I have to go hang out and kind of rescue my trip. You know? It's great. Anyways, uh, had to go back to work today. Anybody else? Yeah. Maybe just been at work. I at least had a break. But um, rough, rough. I'm not the only one having a rough, rough day back at work. There's this one guy at BART. You know, the people who come up and they're, hey, are you a registered voter? And you just lie and you... Like, I'm not part of that legislative process or whatnot. And then you're like, hey, you might not be working. You might just be homeless going around asking people if they vote or not. And he sat down to this, next to this one kid, and uh, he's talking to him. It's just, you know, a friendly conversation. And this kid just starts going off. He's like, I'm going to knock you out. Stop staring at me. Do you have a disorder or something? And then he came up to me, and he just started asking if I had kids. I ignored him. He's like, yeah. Makes sense. You don't have that fatherly mentality. It's like, what the fuck is that? <coughs> he just started doing breathing exercises while twisting his hands all around, snorting stuff. I was like, Jesus Christ, I hope you don't have fucking kids. Weirdo. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just tired. I'm pissed off. I had to go back to work. I work with kids. I don't have the father mentality, but, you know, I get paid to be around them. I'm not a teacher. I'm a substitute. Like a quasi-teacher, I guess, or whatnot. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. It's terrible sometimes. These kids are fucking weird, you know? It's just like everyone, you know, in tune with the hip-hop culture. Kind of work in a gray area, you know? Kids don't know whether to be suburban or urban, so they're just stuck. These kids are weird. They, they all, they fight over the right to be ashy, you know? Like... Mexican kids, Filipino kids, they all want to be ashy, you know? And the black kids are like, no, you can't be that because you're not black. But then they'll just start throwing out the N-word left and right, and the black kids don't say anything, you know? It's like, what the hell is wrong? Like, I don't get it. It's just weird. 
Oh, this one kid was talking about how the teacher that I was substituting for, she smells like a kangaroo pouch. It's like, what the fuck? How do you, how do you know what a kangaroo pouch smells like? You're 18 years old. You don't even know what the House of Representatives is. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird, man. I was impressed by his, you know, outside knowledge of Australian marsupials. But anyways, oh, man. Yeah, that's about it. It's my little, my little ramble of the day. Yay. Yay, Jakob V. Smells like the inside of a, no, that's, that's a beautiful image. All right, here we go, guys. Comments. Yo, um, when you when you start describing kids, maybe that's so general. Maybe if you gave us an age range and a place, then we can be with you a little bit more in your stories. And when you start talking about what the kids are saying, we're gonna like understand a little bit more because kids is a huge word. And that way, you can actually. Um, you can make more specific jokes within that, you know, things that they say and why they say it. And even the kangaroo pouch thing, like I really like that you mentioned that the stuff he doesn't even know, but then why does he know that information? Like, where is he from or how old is he that makes him know what a kangaroo, like where did he smell that, you know? <laughs> Oh, you're talking about 18-year-olds, did you just say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So kids, in my mind, I was so in a completely different visual place. So put us there a little bit more. And I think in that, when you're like actually thinking about the specific kids and making us think about them, you'll be able to make a lot more jokes, I think. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, and what's wrong with, uh, expand what's wrong with Ashy, you know, because that, it, that's funny. Like, you can call me the N-word, but don't call me Ashy. Why? Like, make it up. I don't care. Like, just make it funny. It's kind of a black thing. talked about like the kids are like from the suburbs or urban they're trying to figure it out like suburbans I don't know like just combine the word I don't know that's all I got <laughs> any more for Yakov? all right that looks like it put your hands together clap them wildly Yakov Vandershmoot I'm gonna change your last name every time you don't really put your last name down I'm gonna call you Vandercock next time that's how we're gonna call you Vandershmank. Uh, all right, your next comedian's been running the board all night. Uh, she's been doing an excellent job. Can't wait for her new show coming up on Sundays. Put your hands together, the very funny Trina Roderick. Hey, 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 hey. So I, um, I have no material, so just I'm warning you right now, none of this is gonna be funny. <laughs> Because uh, I'm going to work on some, do some crowd work. Yeah. So what, what's your name again? Jackson. Jackson. 
<laughs> and, and then you add some. I'm just building tension. Oh, okay. <laughs> How long is that supposed to take? <laughs> um, so, Jackson, so, uh, so what do you got? Jokes. Well, no, because this is crowd work, so I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be doing the work, right? <laughs> That's... Good job. Yeah? Yeah. You like that? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let me check my notes. All right. No, see, Jackson, it's right here in my material. Jackson's got all the material. <laughs> I mean, I could tell my jokes. But <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I ask you questions. Ask so that's how this is supposed to... See, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm just looking at you while I talk. <laughs> right? Like, thank you. Uh, so, Jackson, um, what do you do? I'm a comic. Cool. That is weird. <laughs> That's such a coincidence. <laughs> <sighs> do you live here in San Francisco? Unfortunately, I'd move back to the East Bay. What do you mean, unfortunately? It's freezing cold here. It's cold there, too, though. Oh, is it? I mean, not as cold, but I mean. I, don't, I wouldn't know. I don't live there. <laughs> I don't ever go there. <laughs> All right. So seriously, though, Greg, how is crowd work supposed to work? I think you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I'm not getting enough information from you guys. Like, what was your name again? Stephanie. Stephanie. <coughs> uh, what do you got for me? What do you want? Well, you heard. You're the one who's supposed <laughs> to do the work. Like. That's not actually true. <laughs> no, I just like telling a joke the second time and getting a laugh. <laughs> That's my thing. Isn't that awesome? Don't you love telling a joke the second time getting a laugh? I do. That's the best. I do. It's good. Um, so uh, what do you do? Uh, for a living? Or whatever. It's, it's kind of you get to answer however you want to answer. Or, oh, my day job is I'm an esthetician. No, that's wrong. <laughs> that's the wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not supposed to make myself laugh. This is really cool. I've never actually laughed in my own set before. I'm going to do crowd work more often. <laughs> you guys are totally making me laugh, Stephanie. This is awesome. Yeah. Esthetician. That's cool. I got um, anesthetized once. <laughs> is that? Yeah, you, you are thinking too highly of me. I'm not an anesthesiologist. <laughs> No, I mean, it felt like I was being anesthetized okay. just over and over and over again with needles that weren't giving me a tattoo, <coughs> right? Is that how the anesthetized patients... How do you say, is it anesthetic? I'm an, I'm an esthetician. No, that's really cool, though. Yeah. It is, it is. I mean, you're doing us such a huge favor. <laughs> you know, I also, I think you can tell that um, we don't have equality amongst the sexes because your your customers or patients clients, clients <laughs> really should all be like men getting their back hair removed right am i right like how I are we clean well <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah i'm just saying uh, no, no 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 that's cool See, this is awesome. You're getting laughs. I'm getting laughs. This is cool. I'm going to do this every time. Um, I'm just saying it represents an inequality, that we still have back hair, but we don't have pussy hair, right? Like, how is that possible, Greg? <laughs> right? Like, you know, somebody has to do it, not you. 
I mean, you don't have to do it. It does tend to be me. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, well, you can't. Oh, well, see, that's the problem. That you can't, you're not responsible for all the back hair, not right? It, like, that's it. too much for you, Stephanie. <laughs> don't try to take that on. I don't want to. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Thank you guys so much for indulging me. Yeah. Yay, Trina. Trina Roderick does crowd work. Woo! What does everybody think? I liked how you just explained to a bunch of comics how crowd work works. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Um, and then um, that's really all I had because that's what you did. It was funny. Good job. Thank you. How did it feel for you? Did you well, like it? Yeah, I mean, it seems like you fun. liked it a lot. I was scared, but it was good. Because I, I knew the first joke, I had that planned. I actually did that to Jakob, I'm sorry, like at, the, at Brainwash a while ago. So I knew that was going to work. But um, I also like don't buy into the concept that you shouldn't play to comics. If I'm in a room full of comics and my audience is comics, why not? Well, that's when you make you know fun of mean? Paul Sanford. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm mean well, today. I'm being mean today. Like, I'm sorry. Today I'm mean. Why not play to comics if I'm right. in a room full of comics? It's not going to be the same material when I'm in a big st on a big stage or anything, so why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you guys have any comments about her stage work or, or maybe any any ways that you've done uh, it, that you've done crowd work that's been more successful? Yeah. Like Right, like like if someone shuts you down when you ask them a question, like you guys kind of shut her down a little bit. Like, what do you? How do you usually come back from that? Yeah, <coughs> I'm I'm honestly pretty bad at crowd work, so I tend not to do it. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good idea to practice. And in a room full of comics, yeah, why not? Also, we're going to be kind of harder to talk to because yeah. we're like yeah tell your jokes we want to hear the joke so yeah um but yeah good job okay. i i don't have any advice for crowd work except that keep doing it if okay. you want to get better at it well i figure it would be a good thing to do if i don't have any material like i can still get up and practice crowd work so anyway thank you yeah yay trina Roderick. All right, moving right along here on the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. FM. Sorry I'm being so mean today. I'm just working really hard on things. It's just like it's never ending. Uh, all right, your next comedian is a really funny guy. Can't wait till he what he brings to the table today. I don't What have you been doing with your job? Are you allowed to work in the rain? They make you work. They make you be a Segway driver in the rain. You wear just little do they wear like little plastic bags, all those fucking little yeah, tourists in ponchos. He's leading them around, you guys. He's the Pied Piper of the tourists in the ponchos. Put your hands together. It's Greg Gettle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I am a Segway tour guide. I did that today. And uh, I was, so I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, when it comes to turning, it's not like a bicycle. It's actually like more of a, like a kind of how windshield wipers work. And I was describing that, and the guy's like, oh, it's like flying a plane. <laughs> Oh, okay, you know, get the fuck out of here. I hate you. How do you know that? Um, no, uh, this weekend I, uh, I saw about five or six hours of Little House on the Prairie. You guys ever seen that show? Like, it's about Laura Ingalls Wilder, if you guys don't know, the books. And uh, the episode I saw, one of the, one of the episodes that stuck out, uh, Ma, or Pa was talking to Mom, and uh, what happened is uh, Pa got Ma knocked up again. And uh, he was like, well, I, I would really like it if this one was a boy. And they had like this big laugh, like she can control it. And uh, 
But I kind of understand why he said that. Because, um, like, this is a different time in American history. Like, this is, like, the early to mid-1800s. Like, like, this is, like, when the men worked outside and the women worked inside, you know? So he's, like, what he's saying is, like, uh, hey, uh, we kind of got, like, a flawed system here. Uh, like, there's four of you guys inside while it's just me out there, <laughs> like, farming. <laughs> my bare hands and like, like don't get me wrong, like the house is spotless and like dinner's always on time, but like I'm fucking farming out there <laughs> and like I'm 35 years old and due to modern medicine, like I don't got a lot of time. So like either we have a boy or we need to get one of those blacks that I've been hearing about. <laughs> I clearly said it was a different time in American history. Um, <laughs> I didn't write the history book. Um, it's just there. Did you guys know that uh, chimpanzees and, uh, and other monkeys have entered the Stone Age? Did you guys know that? Yeah. So, like they're using like rocks, like sharp for tools and stuff like that. Uh, did you know that? It's out there. I, I saw it on Facebook. It's got to be real. <laughs> and uh, which is uh, interesting because. Uh, why the fuck are we not killing chimpanzees? <laughs> like they're they're alert, they're evolving. And <laughs> have you seen Planet of the Apes? Like, <laughs> fuck this whole zombie shit. You know, like, kill monkeys. Uh, have you seen a hairless monkey or chimpanzee? They're fucking ripped. <laughs> kill all the monkeys. <laughs> Just, I don't know what, to, I don't really have a joke. We just, we should be doing that. Like, stop killing each other. Kill monkeys. <laughs> it's terrifying. Because, like, because they have, like, retard strength. And, like, have you seen it? They just, like, rip the faces off people. And, like, that's not a chill day. You know? Like, I don't want to be, like, looking in the trees when I walk to work. Like, just, like, they had a good run, you know? But, like, when you fuck with an alpha, you die. And... So stop evolving, or or die. <laughs> yeah. I am uh, currently in a, like a relationship, I guess you could say. I don't want to. I don't want to call it that. Don't say that. Yeah. And uh, so like I, I, so when I was growing up, like I've only had like one serious relationship, and we were together for like five years, and she didn't like it when I went down on her, so like I just never did it. It's okay. Um, and like, and then ever since then, I've just been like having like one night stands and flings, and I never wanted to go down because like for some reason, like when you get herpes on the fa face, you, you ever seen those Google pics? It, I just, I couldn't take it on. You know what I mean? Like this is already weird enough looking. I can't take a herpes on the face. So like, but I want to learn. You know, I want to learn and get better because I know that's a skill that I should know. So like, before people would tell me to do the alphabet trick. Uh, you ever hear that? Spell the letters with your tongue. Um, but what I was doing, I would just, be, I would just say, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I'm learning. I'm getting a little better. Now it's just a lot of O's and apostrophes now. Um, <laughs> that's all I got, guys. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah. All righty, everybody. That's Greg Gettle. Hey. 
Everyone was laughing, so that's common enough right there. But here you go. Tell him what things you... Tell him specifically the things you were laughing at. Um, so I like the idea of the guy telling you that riding a Segway is like riding, uh, driving a plane. Mm-hmm. But I wanted you to tie it into your like being drunk at work all the time. Like there are way more drunk pilots than drunk Segway drivers. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I like to drink. You can Google it. I also there, are, there are a lot of alcoholic pilots in the world. I think, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see. Oh, the House on the Prairie thing. I always think you were gonna take it a different way with like yeah. my girls need to nut up and like maybe he was the he was like the founder of feminism. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you girls, get out in the work like work the fields. Yeah. Um and then the last one is uh Kill Monkeys is just funny. Like you if you can die. expand on that, it's great. It's terrifying. Also, uh, uh like stop like I've heard the phrase evolve or die in like sci fi and video games, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like the idea of stop evolving or die mm-hmm. is something you can play with. So yeah. Good job, man. Yeah, thanks, man. That's it. Anything else? Cool. Yeah, great. I love the. I love the the alphabet. Like, add a couple more sentences. Like. Yeah, I just got the beep beep, and I, oh, I want to okay, okay. not be rude. But definitely, yeah, right on. Okay. Yeah, I really like that last joke. Cool. Um, and yes, it is important to learn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right uh, I would say that you should go into, I really like that premise of like, why are we letting the monkeys evolve? Um, maybe a little bit more about how we should be fighting against monkeys. Um, With guns, because they don't have guns. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. They have fucking stones, fucking idiots. Yeah. Fucking idiots. There you go. You could build a little bit more on your plan for this yeah. monkey war. Cool. Um, or like your fear of like how exactly they're going to become our competitors, because mm-hmm. um, we we got out of the food chain. Yeah. If they did. Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> that was funny. Fucking cool. I hate monkeys. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Alrighty, Greg Gettle. Yay! Put your hands together again, Greg Gettle. I I I so apologize, to you guys, today that I'm being like ridiculously distracted, but there's just. I don't have internet at my house, so if I want to get things done for the station, I kind of have to do it at the station. I know. Anyways, excuses, excuses. You guys are being funny, though, and you're all engaging with one another, so that's just a beautiful thing. And thanks again to Trina. Everyone clap for Trina for doing a great job her first time. Second time running the board alone. Yeah, give yourself a little music for it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Your next comedian is a very funny lady. I love it every time she's here. She also gives wonderful comments and pays attention so nicely to all you dickbags. Put your, ignore that asshole outside. Someone get in your goddamn Uber. And then clap your hands out the window for Allison Hooker. Yeah. Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah? Feeling good? Cool. So um, my job here in San Francisco is teaching English as a foreign language to adults from all over the world. Because um, I used to live abroad and speaking English was considered a skill. And I just never really professionally developed beyond that. Um, But a lot of my job involves kind of fighting homophobia here in San Francisco, because my students are adults from all over the world. Um, So I went to Folsom Fair this year. You guys ever been to Folsom? Yeah, a couple of you? Cool, well, if you don't know what Folsom Fair is, it's it's not like gay pride, it's much more aggressive. It's like whips and chains and chokeholds and, I mean, I'm pretty hard to shock, because I grew up around here. 
Um, but I didn't make it very far in. Like, I walked into Folsom Street Fair and a guy just, he just came in the street, just came. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, it's a little shocking, but I walked a little further and then there were three guys sitting in a kiddie pool waiting to be peed on. And I was like, why am I here to judge you, you know? I'm a go, like, you boys have your fun. Like, I whipped a girl dressed up as a horse and tied up on my way out because I didn't want them to think I was judging them. <laughs> but I took off. But then on Monday, I went into work, and I was going around to talk to all my students about how their weekend was. And I got to this new student, this man who had just come from Saudi Arabia. And I was like, hey, how was your first weekend in San Francisco? <laughs> and I saw the blood just like drain from his face. And I was like, oh shit, he went to Folsom. You know? Like, and he wasn't even from a city in, in Saudi Arabia. He was from a small village. So he went straight from like women in, covered in full hijab <laughs> to men dancing in assless chaps. You know? Like, he, he was used to arranged marriages and his father's camel farm. And he went to like butt beads and dick rings. <laughs> and he was looking at me just bewildered for answers. Like, teacher, why this? <laughs> you know, he thought he was being punished or someone was being punished. So, so I had to like bypass all the regular like slow steps of acceptance and jump straight into explaining Folsom Fair, but I tried. I was like, look, dick sucking trains are an expression of love. <laughs> you know, like peeing on each other is a way for people to be proud of who they are. Like, public anal plunging is freedom. This is America. <laughs> and I kind of realized, like, partway through this conversation, he thought every day in San Francisco was like this. <laughs> Which is fine with me, you know? Like, if I end up at some dude's house and show up to work in my last night's pleather skirt and leopard top, it won't matter as much. Like, he has kitty peoples to be worried about, you know? <laughs> But it's hard for two cultures to meet and understand each other. Um, I take West African dance here in San Francisco, and it meets in a dance studio right after Vegan Contact Improv Dance Church, <laughs> which is like uh, white hippies in tattered clothes and messy dreadlocks rolling around on the floor and each other in this like hairy, sweaty exchange of body expression. And right after that's going on, in come the Senegalese drummers, like straight from Senegal. They came to California to drum, and they walk in, and they're just looking at these white people rolling around on the floor, filthy, like, you know? Like, boy, let's go back. <laughs> but um, I think it's funny how we romanticize being from another culture here in the Bay Area. Um, like, people will say, oh, I'm Puerto Rican but they don't speak any Spanish. You know, like they want in on the struggle, but they're totally just American generations back and they're doing fine. Um, but I lived in Brazil for a while and I imported a now useless ex-husband. <laughs> and we used to cruise around the bay speaking in Portuguese together, so people would think I was Brazilian and their faces would light up. They'd be like, oh my God, you're from Brazil? And when I'd be like, oh no, I grew up around here, it would like physically fall, like I was such a disappointment. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm still cool. <laughs> but my ex used to get all kinds of bullshit credit just for being from Brazil. 
Like people would be like, oh my God, you're Brazilian? Oh, Brazilians, you guys just are like so happy and you're dancing all the time. Everyone's so happy and dancing and sensual and sexy. And I'd be like, I don't know. He's kind of just like a dude, you know? <laughs> like normal mood swings, not really that into dancing. Started losing his sex drive with his hair. <laughs> I mean, he's just a dude. Like he'd scratch his balls. I mean, he'd scratch them like in a Brazilian way, you know, like <laughs> like a little bossa nova. But at the end of the day, he's just a dude scratching his balls. But people ask me funny questions sometimes because I have curly hair. Uh, like, are you ethnic? <laughs> or what are you? And I don't know, I'm a healthy mix of people who are not inbred. Uh, <laughs> but people seem to get really disappointed if I say that I'm white. So I went home with a guy, it happens. And the next day we're walking on the street and he's like, you know, when I met you I thought you were half black and I really like mixed girls. And he was black, if that makes a difference to the story, I don't know. But I just thought that was a weird-ass comment. And I was thinking, like, at what point did he realize I'm just white? Because we had never had a conversation about that. <laughs> we had never had a conversation. So uh, I was thinking, like, was it the drink I ordered? The way that I dance? Do I taste white? <laughs> so I asked him, and he was like, oh, well, it's when I took off your shirt and saw your pink nipples. I was like, oh, you've been disappointed since then? <laughs> like, we were still at the bar. <laughs> but whatever. I was disappointed by his nipples, too, because they were kind of large unexpectedly. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Allison Hooker, stay up there. Comments. I, uh, I think your opening joke about Folsom Street Fair is the strongest uh, joke about Folsom Street Fair I've heard, because I hear them a lot, like people have jokes about Folsom Street Fair, but I mean, you had a bunch of different things and I, I really liked it. Uh, the only thing I would add is like, hopefully that guy went back to his home country and like started a Folsom Street Fair of his own. Oh, totally. That, that would be funny. Um, oh, that's a good one. Uh, also, balsa nova, when you, like, oh, yeah. just a little pun. Uh, the taste white thing is hilarious. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's funny. Um, yeah, good stuff. Really enjoyed it. Cool, thank you. Go ahead, man. The only, um, you did great. The only uh, advice I would give you is your line about, um, at the end, about, uh, when he said, uh, since I saw your nipples and you were like, we were still at the bar. I think that's so good. You shouldn't, you said something else afterwards, which was nowhere near as funny. Um, so I would just end it there. Okay. Because that's like so funny that, you know, the next, the next one is just uh, a little anticlimactic. So I would just end it at the, we were still at the bar at that point, And then just, that'd be the end of the set. All right, cool. Yeah. I thought you're super, super, super funny. And um, the nipple thing was really great. Um, your little cute pink nipples, and um, that did that one line that everybody, you heard the big laugh on it, that you've been disappointed since then. That was at the bar. That's amazing. That's a great line, because that means you were showing your nipples to someone at the bar, which makes me want to hang out with you more on Fridays. Um, but yeah, really funny stuff. All right, clap wildly, Allison Hooker, yay! <laughs> Alison Hooker. I love that her last name is Hooker. I just, I love it. She's the newest feminist without even meaning to be so. 
Alrighty, everybody, we're moving right along. Did Yuri get here yet? Yuri's not here yet. He told me it's gonna be here around seven. That's why I usually don't pre-sign people up because then they're not here and I go, hmm, well, something. Uh, hey, Poach, did you want to sit? Yeah, can I sit? Um, yeah, there's there's room. One person's not here, so there's room. But I was gonna ask this guy right here. Uh, hey, your next comedian. Uh, I love his new attitude. He's got a new lease on life, and his lease is like fuck everyone. Put your hands together. It's Ken Suzuki. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. Yes. Keep it going for Pam, your host. It's a new year, folks. It's a new year. All right, new year, new me. We got resolutions now. I'll tell you one of my resolutions. My new year's resolution for the year of 2016 is to go and write my first assisted suicide joke that I've been able to complete on my own. God damn it. Yes, it's a pun, sir. Or a play on words, if you will. Jesus Christ. <sighs> and the thing about suicide, too, though, when you think about it, like, if your suicide is assisted, I mean, did you really kill yourself? <laughs> Isn't that like just getting self-help from a book? There are pros and cons to suicide, though, and I got to tell you, it's all about how you look at the world. You got to learn how to look at things positively. So one of the pros of suicide, if you kill yourself, there's never any ambiguity about who won the breakup. <laughs> yeah, she'll win by default. But you get the peace of mind, so it's really a win-win. Think positively, folks. You gotta think positively. I like to consider myself a philosopher. I completed my first treatise on nihilism. It contains nothing. Just like the meaning of your lives. Absolutely nothing meaningless, <laughs> which extremely liberating feeling once you realize it. It's all about how you look at things. It's all like, for example, people now these days all look at get get angry about stupid shit like on the internet. People are complaining, saying, "Oh, it's racist. You have a racial preference of who you fuck. It's a racist. You got a racial preference who you fuck. Really? It's racist if I got a racial preference who I fuck." That's like going, who gets mad at the grocery store when they see someone in the produce aisle fill their cart with mangoes instead of papayas? The fuck, man? We all want the juice. We all want the juice. Some of us just want to bite into different flesh, all right? The game of dick, the game of pussy, it's a lot like investing. Some of us specialize, some of us diversify. <laughs> you still getting paid? You still getting your nut? Yeah, then get yours and be happy. Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. Who's racist? And I hate to say it, it's always like, really, it's only one group that really says this. And I hate to, it's the fucking Asian men. Or as I call them, they're always like, no one wants to fuck the Asian men. Dog, really? Listen, listen. If somebody tells you that they don't fuck you, they only fuck with one race, they're not fucking you because you're a race, you gotta change how you think about it, man. You don't know how Vegas odds work. If they're not fucking you, they just say they don't fuck you because of your race, that just means you're getting a fucking handicap. You're getting a handicap, all right? Your dick game is so strong that you need to start you off like a negative 1100 handicap for it to be fair. God knows she could look at you, touch you, and you could ruin any other dick that she has for the rest of her life. Be proud of that shit. Don't come, it's called the game for a reason. It's called the game for a reason. Not the giveaway. It's supposed to be a challenge. <laughs> and 
Like all games, you dumb fucks, there's always a cheat code. If you can't get laid now in the age of tender, okay, Cupid, I got no fucking sympathy for you. Because that's the fucking cheat code. You can tailor make your hookup no differently. You can tailor make your fucking character. It's like custom character designing for pussy or dick, all right? Hair, hair length, eye color, fetish. Fetish, special ability, by the way. That's all there. Jesus Christ. I can't get, fuck you. Just sling the dick. Sling your fucking dick. You're going to run into something. Or I don't know what the pussy equivalent of that is. Throw, just throw your pussy out there. It'll land. Like a fucking game of horseshoes. You throw it enough times, it's gonna land on something standing. God damn it. I'm getting emotional. You guys got me fucking emotional. Another thing, and it might be old news now, but it's on my mind, on the internet people are mad. There's a new Harry Potter getting made, like, Harry Potter in his 50s or whatever. And people are mad that there's a black, that they decide to cast a black woman as Hermione Granger. Now, once again, this guy's got arguments on both sides why people are angry. Heated arguments on both sides. But once again, it's all about how you look at things. Because when you look at it this way, say what you will about black Hermione Granger. Just think about all the hot interracial fan fiction that this will inspire. Think about it. Hey, Ron and Hermione's body just slithering, ar slithering around like two opposing ends of the yin-yang sign, engaged in, engage in some hot interracial 69. And then all the hashtags that'll come with it too, like hashtag nerds down for the swirl. <laughs> if that's not a hashtag yet, let's make it. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Um, when wait, people wait, 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 I gotta oh. say again, everybody clap wildly, it's Ken Suzuki, very funny. Fuck Harry Potter! Alright, Jackson McBrayer's got something to say. Uh, people getting mad about Hermione Granger being black, it's fucking magic! Like, just deal with it, anything can happen. Um, also, I love the fact that you're, like, trying to be optimistic about suicide. I think that's fucking brilliant. Um, the whole who wins the breakup thing, I like it. Uh, the, the sex with the handicap. That's in my wheelhouse, so I approve. Uh, yeah, good job, man. I, I, oh, go ahead. For the suicide thing, I think uh, the first first one first line's good about the whole who won the breakup. I think you need to do the rule threes there, and have like I'm positive, positive, just have like more examples of how you're positive uh, when it comes to suicide. And two, I'm happy that when you talked about the cheat code to dating or whatever, it didn't include rape. Like I thought, I was like, oh, if he talks about rape right now, I'm gonna be so pissed. Cause you're like, a common thing? yeah, what? Is that a common thing? What cheat code and the and cheat rape? code? Well, the ch rapes cheating when it comes to finding somebody. You know, like dating, you could just rape people. That's that's what I said. I that's what I said. That's what I said. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't go there. So I'm, um, but it is it is a cheat code kind of, you know. Uh, but I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Don't do it. So I'm happy it didn't talk. It wasn't about rape. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Your your things. Not talking about rape. Yeah. It's it's working though. It crosses my axe mind. Ken. 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 Wait. Ken. You're not done. Ken. 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 I wanted to say something to you, Ken. Um. 
Ken, your new thing totally works. Do you feel it? Do you feel how different it feels now since like from maybe six weeks ago before you started being this weird, angry person? Not that it's weird. It's totally working for you. But don't you feel better? Like it feels I'm just I'm just asking you as a question. Like you sort of found your like we were saying before months ago, if you listen to the old joke workshops, hey, Ken, find your voice, find your voice. Do you feel like do you feel like this is it? Like I'm the asshole that says things about rape or I, mean, I think you should do the joke about rape by the Chico, but why not? But are you like, are, do you feel, do you feel more comfortable now? Or I was just, I'm feeling better in that I have a, a personality that I can deliver. I'd like to think that my, I was kind of, I felt like just riding like a, a Dave Attell impression as much as I could. Now I'm throwing Joey Diaz in there, I guess, but it's kind of, yeah, it's more like who I am. Like when you, if you hear me talking out there, like between sets, yeah, I'm trying to convey that more. Yay! Put your hands together, it's Ken Suzuki! Yay! All right. Your next comedian is Funny Man. I don't know if you want to roll up to the stage or if you want someone to just throw you a microphone. How you want to make it work? You guys are going to love the jokes of Jackson McBrayer! Uh, how's everybody doing? Yeah. Fuck. Um, all right, I'm just gonna do this. All right, appreciate that assist. So, I wanna talk about love and relationships and all that shit. Uh, so, a lot of people talk about love like it's a game of chess or like it's war. And I hate that idea, like the idea of love is a game that you win. Like, no, love is not war, guys. Love is a peace treaty. <laughs> That's a much more apt description of what you actually do when you're trying to get laid, when you're in love, all that shit. Because what it is is it's two <laughs> opposing forces that have the same fundamental goal, but they want different shit as well. It's not war. Like, I think that there's something deeply funny about this. It's why I brought it to Joke Workshop, because I want more funny things about how love is more like a peace treaty than it is like war. Like, oh, you have to make concessions, and you have to make up bullshit. Like, oh, baby, I'll do this for you if you do this for me. Oh, here's the other thing. It's a lot harder to make peace the more people are involved. So if you're polyamorous, a peace treaty just gets more complicated. <laughs> but also, it means you can spread the work around. Like, well. I'm not going to do this, but this other country will do that for you. Uh, you know what? You should really talk to France about doing that because I'm not comfortable, but Germany's going to do that for me, so it's cool. We all get covered. Everything works out. Everybody's happy. World fucking peace. Make love, not war. Why the fuck is love like war? That makes no fucking sense. Love is not a chess game. You're not trying to trick the girl into fucking you. That's just stupid. Women want to have sex with you. I hate that fucking myth. The whole bullshit myth about the patriarchy. Like, oh, we have to trick women into fucking us. No. I, like, women like fucking me. That's how I get laid. Like, I'm novelty dick. Yes, it's true. But, like, that's my handicap. I play this game with the handicap, and I kick ass at it. I'm better than most people. Like, the fact that I... I, I actually put it in. I put in my gender, my age, and my amount of sexual partners. And guys, I'm, I'm above par. I fucked, at like, I'm in like the 55th percentile for men, which means I'm above par and I'm playing this game with a fucking handicap. Yes, I do think I'm better than you. That's how it works. 
Uh, sorry to break it to you, but there is something that pisses me off, which is Tinder. I kind of hate Tinder because cripples are castrated by mainstream media. In books and movies and television, you never see a cripple getting laid. So for me, all of my Tinder profiles are not of me in a wheelchair. I want to fix this. I want to stop like tricking women in any way. So my idea is all of my Tinder profile pictures are going to be with a different beautiful woman sitting in my lap with my wheelchair <laughs> prominently displayed. Because really, when you have a pretty girl sitting in your lap, it's like, you must be this pretty to ride this ride. You know? <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck. Right now my leg is twitching, which is awesome, because I'm ranting about sex and getting better at it. But that's, uh, that's a long joke that I've told a million times, so I'm not going to tell it. Sorry. Um, wrong notebook. I had new jokes that I want to work on, so I guess... Yeah, right now my whole lower body is having many Kegel exercises. Uh, and my doctor told me that there's a, a prescription he can give me to stop my legs from sasming. And I was like... No, dude, these make me better at sex. Why the fuck would I want to stop twitching? Like, have you ever gotten a lap dance from a girl while you started twitching? It's fucking amazing for everybody. Uh, so, uh, I'm changing gears really fucking steep. Uh, my, my sister, when I was growing up, would wheel me around when she was selling Girl Scout cookies. How fucked up is that? My sister used my pity my intrinsic pity points to sell her Girl Scout cookies. All right, uh, last joke before I get out of here. Um, fuck, what did I want to talk about? Uh, oh, right. So I've been told that getting a blowjob in an airplane doesn't count as the Maya High Club, but those bathrooms are so small that it's very hard for me to have sex in them. Uh, the only the only luxury I have is when we got caught. I was like, oh, I just needed help, cause cause I did. I needed help. Uh, my only uh, the only way I can get to the Maha Club is just fuck on Amtrak. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. I'm Jax McBrayer. Yay for Jackson! Comments, comments, comments. The whole first rant about Tinder I really enjoyed, um, uh, especially, I can think of a few comics that inspired some of my rants that should sit down and listen to your act. <laughs> like, you can take their head out of their, um, anyway. Um, Stick their head out of their ass and put it in a vagina? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, also, uh, the uh, little quick you had about as a way to get pity points for Girl Scout cookies. You'd be complimenting me, like, which I would have done if the roles had been reversed or something like that. Because um, I can... And then the whole thing about the Mile High Club, that joke about how it's... Because they're so small. be like, yeah, the Mile High Club does not meet ADA regulations or something like that. That's a better punch. Thank you. Yeah, that yeah. works. Thank you. I have two suggestions is one either um, for the mile high club like I think most guys especially straight guys but most guys kind of want to know exactly what you mean like exactly how you got a girl to do that on an airplane <coughs> oh might be very interesting and might be really funny and also I think there are a lot of things people would assume about you that may be mean and if you say it first it might be really funny and flip S it around such as like go um, ahead I think that like one uh you can always flip it around. If someone gets mad at you, then you could always be like, really, what? You hate the crippled dude? Really? And like really say really fucked up things before anyone else can say what they're thinking. You know what I mean? 
I think that might illustrate it. But then the other way is also um, like, I don't know, the type of girls, like make it sound like a thing that's happened a lot. That's another idea. Like Fair you enough. have multiple girls that are like just willing to go down on your airplanes and no one else can do that. Like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's know. a perk. Yeah. Being in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, hey, it was really funny. Thank you. Um, I know that there's a lot more in there with love being more like a peace treaty than war. I'm going to keep thinking about it because Thank there's you. definitely more there, but I can't think of it right now. Like how peace treaties work, you know, how right. they're signed and... You all sit around a table, have yeah. a discussion, you know, like you do if you love someone. Yeah. Yeah. How they have to change. But also the negative aspects of peace treaties, too. Yeah. Probably can be compared to relationships. Um, the Girl Scout cookie sales thing um, is funny. And I think there's something in there about how fucked up the Girl Scouts are. Because they're definitely taking advantage of the little girls. Like, they twist. They Like, I was a little Girl Scout. And I sold so many cookies that I, like, won something. And it was ridiculous, like, how much money they made off of me, you know? And uh, so they, it's kind of like your introduction to, like, the system as a little kid, you know, you're, you're getting used because you're this cute little girl, whatever. And so there's something, she's being used and then she's using you and. Yeah, there's like more tr about trickle down fucked up economics. <laughs> yeah. And there's more about what the Girl Scouts stand for and how, how it works with them. What she learned from the Girl Scouts. She learned it from them and she's using it on you maybe or something. There's more there. Yeah. But yeah, really nice work. Thank you. Only critique I would have on the um, peace treaty here? thing is uh, I would use the word negotiation somewhere in there because that's basically what it is. Like both are negotiations. The treaty is kind of the end result, so the treaty is kind of like the orgasm, and then like you you negotiate to get to the orgasm. So I would do that part differently. Um, and then the only other thing I have to say is I'm like really upset and jealous that it sounds like you get laid way more often than me. Thank you. Sorry, last one, last one. How's it going? Good. Good to see you. Um, all right, so I had just two things, also with the peace treaty. Um, when you were saying, uh, you were listing examples of like, oh, maybe you could store it in France. I was, uh, and maybe it's too predictable, but I, I think you could tweak it from there. I definitely thought you were trying to make an anal sex joke at some point, and I was like, oh, wait, no, we're, we're past. You know what I mean? Or I, I guess what I'm saying is you could have more specific examples, like, hey, I don't want to put that in there. Give it to France. Like, I don't know. Just like I feel like there's, there's room for that of like different things that you wouldn't want to do sexually that you could just relegate to a country that everybody hates, like France or, <laughs> <laughs> or Turkey, depending on who you ask, right? Like you could really, I think you could really run with it um, and, and kind of go big on the geopolitical scale there. Uh, <laughs> and then the other thing that I would say, um, and it's, it's really just, it might be nitpicking, but it's uh, to be consistent. So like the first part of your set was about how uh, uh, love is not war, love isn't a game. And then when you go into like the Tinder stuff, you're like, I am totally winning at this game. Right, and so it's just, uh, it, it almost like negates the first part of your Okay, that's, set, that's valid. So. All right, cool, cool beats. Thanks. Thanks. Hooray, Jackson McBrayer! Yay, and then yay! All right, did I, I thought I heard Yuri Kagan's voice. Did he show up? Yes. All right, he's gonna be up next because I heard his pretty voice in this place and he called me earlier. Coming up next, he is a lovely human being and a very funny comedian. Put your hands together, it's Yuri Kagan! How's it going, guys? We're good? We're good? Okay. Um, I, a lot of interesting things happened uh, in 2015. Uh, one of my favorite things is, uh, actually, I'm going to restart this. So I'm working on things for Sketchfest. Sorry, guys. 
Um, okay, so things that happened last year. Uh, one thing that happened is last year I found out my dog has HPV. What? Yeah, true story. She has HPV. Don't worry, I'm not going to break up with her, though. Um, you should have seen the people at Planned Parenthood when I brought her in. It was horrible. Okay, that goes nowhere. Um, uh, we could talk about Trump. Enough, enough said, right? That was a whole joke. Trump, enough said. Okay. Uh, the next one is, um, I talked to my grandma for the first time in 10 years after family feud, and now she has dementia. <laughs> so, yeah, the moral of the story is hold a grudge, hold it long, and then they'll forget about it. Um, are we still excited about gay marriage? People still happy about that? Have you ever noticed that it's always like straight girls and gay dudes that like it's always straight girls and the gay dudes that we all know will never get married, right? It's always the gay dudes that have no prospects, right? It's never a gay couple that's like, yeah, let's get married, right? It never happens. Like the way I found out about gay marriage being legal is my boyfriend partner, you know, we're not in business together. He uh, woke me up and he was like, guess what, babe? We could get married now. I was like, that's nice. I went back to bed, right? <laughs> I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit. And like an hour later, he woke me up. He's like, guess what? Tootie from the Facts of Life is going to be on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I got the fuck up, right? <laughs> it's going to be a good day. It was going to be a good day. Um, I've never wanted to get married. I, I don't get why people want to do it. I, I just like being right all the time, right? <laughs> that's just me. I, I think it's like, as gay people, we're not raised to want to get married, right? But my, my boyfriend partner, you know, I, I don't know what to call him. I just call him the guy that takes out the trash once a week, you know? Um, he is obsessed with it. He's obsessed with marriage. And he was saying that traditionally, if I choose to propose, that the ring is supposed to be worth three months' salary. I don't know if you guys have heard this. Um, I didn't know that. And so I was like, if I do choose to propose, which I won't, um, then the ring should be worth three months' salary. So I should do it while I'm still a comic, right? <laughs> Keep, Keep the bar low. Um, and so uh, uh, some other good things that happened over the holidays, over Christmas, uh, it was my, uh, a memorial of my boyfriend's grandmother's death. She died Christmas Eve a year ago. So on Christmas Eve this year, we went to the ocean. We went to the cliffs at the ocean. It was just me, him, memorial. So I was like, this can go one of two ways, right? It can either go really kinky or really creepy. One or two. <laughs> one or two. So we're sitting there, and, and it's like Solomon. He's talking about his grandma, and he's like, hey, babe, I want to show you something. And I was like, I've already seen that. It's fine. And he was like, no, uh, I want to show you something. And he opened up a, a little thing, and it had a ring in it. And within two seconds of seeing something shiny, I turned into a cat, right? <laughs> and I was like, yes, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get married. Let's get married. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so I was, I was all about it. All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, all about it. So then I send my mom a text. So yeah, we're getting married. Yay. Um, so I send my mom a text message with a photo of the ring. And my mom goes, so what does that mean? And I was like, we're getting married. And my mom's response in a text message says, thank you. That's it. So it's my mom is a great woman. She always has to bring it back to being about her, right? It's all about her. Um, all right, this goes for a really long time. The most interesting part. Okay, the most interesting part about um, having a fiance is watching my six foot four fiance turn into Bridezilla within three seconds. That's always fun. He came home the other night and he was like, "You need to lose thirty pounds. Thirty pounds. That's it." Um, uh, the best part is uh, my mom My mom said a lot of interesting things. Like, by day three of being engaged, she's already making bets on our wedding, whether it'll happen, because we're that type of Jewish family. Um, 
by day four, my mom, um, she called me up and she was like, she asked me to promise that I don't wear white at the wedding. And I was like, why are you going to be wearing white? And she was like, two gay men wearing white? No one will believe it. Because she's a horrible person. <laughs> she's a horrible person. Um, and it's just like, the best part about gay people getting married is people always seem like it's a new thing. It's a new thing. Gay people getting married, is it new? We, we've been making everyone else's weddings go off without a hitch for millennia. And now we get to do our own fucking weddings. Get over it. Um, this all go no, goes nowhere. Um, but my favorite thing about being engaged is all of a sudden we've been getting gifts. Gifts, things I didn't know I wanted, right? Like we got this espresso machine. Fucking amazing. I didn't know that I needed it, but I fucking love it. And we got a milk frother. Two weeks ago, I didn't know what a milk frother was. I didn't know I needed it. But one day... I'm going to be a person that's like, oh my God, my milk frother's <laughs> broke. I'm going to be that prick. Okay, this goes nowhere. Thank you very much, guys. Yay. Yeah. Uh, the one thing now I want to see is uh, gay bridezilla, where it's two gay dudes who are both being bridezilla. Because that would be horrendous. And but that amazing. would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> that but, would never happen. <laughs> But you, I mean, you could go somewhere with yeah, it. Yeah. I, that's the first thing I thought of when you said that he proposed, but then he's turning into a bridezilla. So right. it's like, oh, you get to do both. Like, oh, that's funny. Normally, okay. like you have to pick, like either propose or be the bri yeah. Right, right. So got it. Not falling into the standard narrative has cool, its cool, perks. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um. Hey, it was great. Yeah. It was really funny. Um, I want to know how you found out about your dog's HPV. Like what were her or her? She had a big wart on her mouth. Really? This is it's not a joke. This no, but that's it. Like what what were the symptoms and then you took her in oh. and, the, and you know like She had a big wart on her mouth. It was okay. presumably from sucking dick. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like it's not a joke. The apple that's doesn't fall far from the tree. Um so more bridezilla things besides uh your fiance telling you to lose weight. Yeah. I think that there's like probably more stuff there that would be funny. Oh, every day it's like a new layer. It's like peeling an onion. And don't lose 30 pounds, that'd be too much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, getting things, gifts that you don't need, maybe you can draw like what indications that is about marriage. Like a milk frother right now to you is like, one day what? I'm gonna care that this is broken. Like, is that how boring life is gonna become? Or, or would a milk frother be like a tax write-off? <laughs> maybe. Like, okay. Yeah, I was just thinking like things that you never thought you needed and now people think you need them. It's like, why? What What are they setting you up for? What What in marriage right, makes right, you need right. this useless stuff? Or, okay. Yeah. That was funny though. Thank you. So, I hope this isn't horrible, but when I heard um, a gay person talk about gay marriage and then in the end talking about a milk frother, my mind went somewhere else. And maybe you could play with that. Do you know what I mean when I say yeah, that? Yeah, that's such an easy thing to do. Yeah, I know it's I'm easy, but I, okay. Just but I get it. I yeah. get it. <laughs> so you're looking for a joke. I get it. it. It's a straight boy answer. <laughs> I would never do it. Now, if you want me to do a joke about cum, I'll do a straight up joke about cum, <laughs> but not like that. No need to get into the milk frother. Yeah, for um, I was also curious about your dog. Uh, not only, like, how did you find out your dog got HPV, but did you, like, did you... Did you know that dogs could get HPV before you took no it to idea. the vet? Or like, do is it is it like was it? Do they contract HPV dog to dog, or like did somebody have to molest your dog? Like you know what I mean? Like just right, feel like right, there right. were so many questions that so I had. <laughs> the answer is dog to dog. I dog to dog dogs HPV. Give each other HPV. It's is it dog common thing. in dogs? I'm yeah, sorry. Now is, this is, is like turning into common. Animal Planet, but I'm so curious. Dogs give each other. Did you yeah. Have a doubt at 
I didn't know what it was. I thought she had like another tooth growing. It was really scary. Oh my god! And yeah, I think you could really just like dig into that because it's so. I just. I mean, if it if it's common, it's the first time I'm heard, hearing of it. Right. So I, and I think most. I don't know how many other folks heard and of it, but. Would it be DPV? I mean, if you're being accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Dog papillomavirus. High fives. That was wonderful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. DP. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's a good point. That's really funny. You could re- I feel like you could run with it. Um, the other question that I had um, was also about your wedding gifts. Like, I'm curious as to what the other wedding gifts were, how you reacted to them, and and it's how your mom reacts to them, or you know, or how your mom's reacting to like, oh, oh are my you mom gonna think bo- she's getting married? <laughs> then you could run with that too. I, yeah, I felt like you had a lot of really strong premises that you could really delve into and get more material out of if you wanted to. Okay. Uh, Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Um, pass on the milk froth. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else? Oh. All right, that's it. That's your Kagan. Yay! Larry is awesome. Uh, we're moving it along because we have one, two, three, four more comics, and we have a limited amount of time. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna cut all the. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna. Don't say anything about their sets unless you really, really, really have to. And maybe just tell them outside so that we can listen to all their material. He's up next. Put your hands together, Ian Levy. Hello, guys. Um, So I've been thinking a lot recently about, um, are you allowed to say you want to kill people when applying to be an executioner? Like is that is that you know is that like a red flag or a green flag? Because because I kind of figure either the two possibilities are they're gonna they're gonna look at it on your application and go this person wants to kill people. They are clearly a psychopath. We cannot hire a psychopath. Or they're gonna say this person says they want to kill people. They are clearly a psychopath. That is a job bonus. Um, I don't know. I, I think um, execution is kind of weird because we were the only people who are legally allowed to kill other people are paid to do it. And that's kind of the worst reason to do anything, really. Like, no one ever in the music industry, they're like, man, why do you do it? And they're like, man, because I love making that money. That's like, that kind of takes you out of it because at least a serial killer is doing it for the passion. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, what else? I um I think I don't think I could vote uh I don't think I could vote conservative just because it's it's the way the Nazis vote. And I'm not saying all conservatives are Nazis, but all Nazis a hundred percent conservative. <laughs> like there's no one out there going white power but green energy. You know, like <laughs> the Jews may control the government, but we should still recycle, guys. Come on. Um what else? I um I think uh, growing up, I think my uh, my mom thought I was gay, which was kind of a weird kind of a weird thing because of course there's nothing there's nothing wrong with being gay, but it's weird if you're straight and like you're trying your best. Like I'm bringing my A game, and she's like, yeah, no, you're clearly not. <laughs> there's yeah, you're just <laughs> no, <laughs> which I I feel is. And she, it almost feels my mom is a very, very like liberal kind of person, very you know California grown mom, and she, um, she would always say when my when my siblings were there because we wouldn't bring a lot of people back on dates, and it always kind of felt weird because 
she would say, um, you guys, you know, if you ever want to bring back, you know, uh, like a girlfriend, and then she'd like, like glance across the room at my, you know, my siblings and look at me and go, or a boyfriend. <laughs> and then like, what? I was like, really? Like, come on, mom. That's, I don't know. But it's, and it's a bit weird <coughs> moving out to, uh, to San Francisco, coming from a very like, like liberal background, liberal family. I'm, um, I'm okay with, you know, a lot. Yeah, I think everyone should just do whatever they want to do. That's all good, right? But it's weird. Uh, I think there's three stages of just, just because I've been thinking about gay marriage. I think there's three stages of accepting it, right? And because if, if you grow up around it, you're just going to always be fine with it, and that's that's cool. But there's almost this sense, like whenever you, I, I think the first stage, if you're not used to it or if you don't come from background of it. It can like it's just something different, right? This it's not good or bad, but it's like seeing never seen the color red before, and you're just like suddenly you move to a city, and then there's a whole like a whole bunch of red everywhere, and you're like, oh whoa, that's that's strange, and all you know is you know, um, and I think the color the color red is perfectly good. It makes Project Runway a lot more interesting. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I, I like Project Runway, um, and then I think the second stage is almost a counteract, it's almost going too far, where you're just like, because I remember I saw, after a while of living in San Francisco, I saw this old, this, this old couple of guys holding hands, and my first reaction was like, oh, you know, but that's not, that's not okay, that's not how you should treat adults, they're just people, for all I know, they're horrible human beings, you know, who just have managed to stick together because how nasty they are to everyone else. And I think the third, like the ultimate stage that, that um, to like accepting kind of gay people or trans or any other thing is when you see a gay couple and it just reminds me of how alone I am. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it's just a stark reminder of, of my lack of love. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, uh, what else? Um, I wanted to open a, a store that only sells copies of uh, Al Gore's uh, uh, Inconvenient Truth, and I'll name it an inconvenient store. <laughs> but you know, I won't stop there. It's not just like the name premise. I'm only going to sell it on like Betamax. And uh, <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> that's enough of that. <laughs> All right, Ian Levy. Moving right along to more comedians because we're not going to do any talk back anymore because we just were running out of time. Here you go, your next comedian, Funny Lady, part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival this 2016, March 2nd through 6th. Put your hands together. It's Dom Gellin. Thank you. How's it going? All right. We already know how it's going. I'll shut up. Um, I'm excited. I... Um, I have to get some feelings off my chest because not too long ago somebody accused me of uh, playing the race card when I was talking about something completely legitimate. And so this is dedicated to them. <laughs> Just because, okay, I think my, my biggest problem with it is that like, I feel like everybody has a race card. I have a race card. White people have a race card. I think the biggest <laughs> difference is that mine is a playing card and your guys' race card is a punch card. And so it gets treated differently. It's true. I feel like every time a white person says something like, oh, I don't see color, like you get a punch, right? Or, or oh, can I touch your, no, don't touch my fucking hair, but you get a punch, right? I hate you, but here's your punch. 
And I think there are certain things that, that folks can say that fills up your card automatically, right? Like if you say all lives matter, your punch card is automatically fucking full, right? Or, or if you have dreads. I'm gonna keep hating on white kids with dreads. I don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, you get two punch cards for that. <laughs> and what do you get when your punch card is full? Spoiler alert, you still don't get to say the word nigger or any variation thereof. You still don't. That's not something you can do. What you do get to do is touch Sandra Bullock's Oscar that she won for the blind side and take a selfie. That's, that's something you can do. All right, you guys are awesome. That made me feel really good. Okay, I have to try some other ones though. What, how would you guys feel if Meryl Streep got to slap you across the face instead? No, we like Sandra Bullock. All right, cool beans. That's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> or maybe you would get a one-day pass of me not reminding you how racist old feminists were. Uh, that's a possibility. All right, fine. I only bring up old feminists because um, I have a friend of mine who's really excited about the upcoming anniversary of women's suffrage, and I'm like, you know, half of the women's suffrage movement was just like, they were super pissed that black dudes got to vote before they did, right? Like, it's like they were slam dunked on in a game of basketball, and they didn't know what basketball was, so they got really mad, and they're like, we want to vote too. And listen, I like ballot access, but I'm just, I just think that we should put everything in context, all right? That's, <laughs> those are my feelings. It's totally fine. I, I, you know, I think part of, part of the thing with the, with the all eyes, okay, imagine, imagine, for example, that we're on a road together, right? And then I get shot in the leg, and I have to make myself a brace, and I'm limping. And somebody's like, hey, Dom, why are you walking so slow? And I'm like, can't you see I've got this fucking brace? And then you turn around, and you're like, not everything's about your brace, Dom. <laughs> and then I want to punch you in the face. Like, and then you're like, no, I've been walking too. My legs are sore. All legs matter. Like, I'm going to want to break both your fucking legs and make sure you can't walk anymore. That's racist. Nope, it's not. I just decided. That's my time. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. All right, Dom Gallen. She even cut your time short, girl. You're so sweet. No, 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 we have two more, and you, you, were, you sacrificed for the group, and we appreciate it so much. Hey, uh, your next comedian, uh, she just walked in, and she has a cute name, and I've never met her before, and she's going to be great. Everybody put your hands together. It's Piper Shepard. Hey, I'm from Denver. I'm here. Um, it's tough being a feminist and a nihilist at the exact same time. <laughs> Because, like, on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, down, down with the patriarchy, like, got to fight the, got to fight it, make the world a better place for women. But on the other hand, it's like, we, we kind of all know that women don't exist. Um, and that men, men also don't exist, you guys. You know, there's no such thing as men or women. Sexuality and gender are fluid, you guys, and I think we're all essentially like Ziggy Stardust era David Bowie. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't actually have sex that often. I mean, like a feminist that doesn't get laid, it's not that surprising. But um, I don't know, like I'm an alcoholic, and as an alcoholic, I find that my vagina's like pretty numbed out a lot of the time. So it's like, why, why even bother with sex, you know? And then like when creeps hit on me at bars, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just your classic prude, right? Just classic prude, no sex for me, just get out of my face. And uh, one time this guy, he was like, but, but you're so attractive, you know? And like, because you're attractive, you, you're not fucking, like, you're wasting, just wasting your attractiveness. And I was like, but, 
let me explain to you that being attractive doesn't mean that I'm any good at having sex at all. Um, I'm the fucking worst, you know? Because I'm really lazy. Like, if I'm having sex with a big fat dude, like, I kind of just want to lay there and get smothered by that guy the whole time, you know? I'm like, I want this to be consensual, but I would also like to be asleep for it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I have a friend that's really into astrology, like his sun sign and shit. And it's weird knowing somebody that like identifies as their sign, you know? This guy's like, yeah, uh, I'm an Aries. I'm the first sign in the zodiac and my element is fire. Fire's the strongest out of all the elements. And I was like, whoa, dude, did you know that you are a full-grown adult man and not a Pokemon? Uh, apparently, no, yeah, you're not a Pokemon. Like, get it together. And then, I don't know, I thought it was funny when my friend burned his apartment down. Um, this is a true story. This dude, like, he actually burned his apartment down trying to defrost a frozen Capri Sun in the microwave. And he called me and tells me about it, and I'm like, God damn, like... That's tragic. It's so terrible. But I guess it, nothing like that would ever happen to me because uh, I'm a water sign. So I guess Pisces wins. Astrology makes sense again. Um, I used to be a vegan whenever I was a teenager. Uh, and I was inspired, you know, to go vegan by uh, a pro-anorexia blog that I found on the Internet. You know, I was like, yeah, like, I need to, I was all into the heroin chic, like, 88 pounds, you know, like, Karen Carpenter style, get sexy, but I don't want to tragically die of, like, a real eating disorder like anorexia, so I'll go for veganism, right? And um, then being vegan was hard, and I wasn't very good at it, so now uh, I just do that thing where I get blackout drunk and vomit all night, and I call that one the magician's bulimia, you guys? Um, all right, uh... I think glamour may be a hard word to define, you know, when you say, like, glamour. What does it mean to be glamorous? Um, I think all glamour really is is just, like, having sex and then smoking cigarettes afterwards. Um, that's, I'll just do one more thing. I, I think that people who have pubic hair are more confident than people who don't um, because people with pubic hair are never, like, in the shower staring down at their crotches like, what? What's going on down there? You know, is that is that razor rash or could it be the start of a herpes outbreak? Um, and that's, I guess, why you don't shave on a budget. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just in there. Thank you. All right, for Piper, all the way from Denver. How long are you here for? Tomorrow. Oh, that's it. So quick. I was here for a week. Oh, you didn't come by and visit us. Oh. She just she didn't know. Well, next time you come by and visit us, we have more shows and stuff. I would have given you a guest set on a Friday show. You got to tell me next time. Hey, we have one more comedian, and he's a nervous, and it's his first time. Maybe not. I just think it was. You know, it's hemming and on. You guys are going to love him. Clap wildly. It's Terrell Wiggins. Yo, yo. So, uh, well, she talks a little bit about veganism, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about food a little bit. Um, so I had some McDonald's. Uh, a little earlier. When in the Bay Area did eating McDonald's become more taboo than smoking? Like, have you noticed that? Like, it's 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 really bad. Like, I could pull up to my son's daycare with like a blunt lit in my mouth, and the teachers would be like, "Oh, he probably has a medical condition." 
it's fine. But if he walked in with a Happy Meal, parent-teacher conference that day. Like, no, sir, we care about the health of our children. This is just not acceptable here. Um, <laughs> so, um, little political humor. I was uh, watching the Democratic debate, and I mean, obviously, we've had all these gun uh, gun shootings in in America, and they said that even if you banned assault weapons right now, there's something like 10 to 15 million assault rifles already uh, in in the world, and I just didn't, meaning in the country, in, in the United States, I just didn't realize we had that big of an epidemic of men with small penises. I, you know, I, I don't really get it. You know, I see these pictures of these guys taking out their AR-15s to like Chipotle and all that, and I'm like, I don't understand. Is it because I have a large penis? Is that why I don't get it? Like what, how small is your dick that you are actually going on a date with an assault rifle. Makes no fucking sense. So, um, like I said, I was watching the Democratic debate. How many of you guys are feeling the burn? Bernie Sanders people around here feeling the burn? I figured, Bay Area people love Bernie Sanders. Um, I'm not feeling the burn yet. I'm trying to feel the burn. I'm not quite feeling it yet. Just as a black person, I have trouble relating to a 72-year-old white guy who grew up in Brooklyn around a bunch of black people and chose to move to Vermont, literally the whitest place in the fucking country. Literally, like every other state has at least some color. Vermont, come on, there's just nothing. Like what would make anybody choose to move to Vermont? I don't know, it just scares me. I mean, say what you want about Hillary Clinton and, and, and I have my problems with the Clintons, but um, at the end of the day, when they left the White House, where did they choose to move their base of operations? Fucking Harlem, I like that. Harlem, and you know Bill Clinton loved it. You know, Bill Clinton was walking around every day like, oh, I look at fat asses every single day. Oh, this is amazing. So that was pretty good. Um, let me see, what else do I wanna do? Uh, oh, we got a lot of stuff, but they're all over the place. So I think I'm just gonna end it there. Good night. Terrell Wiggins, yay! Thank you guys so much for being here today on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. I mean, sorry, I am so not paying attention today, you guys, that I just don't even know what show I'm at. Uh, this was Joke Workshop, and you guys all held it down tremendously. Also, Trina runs in the ones and twos, doing an amazing job. Thank you guys so much for being here. I promise that I will be more attentive in the weeks to come. I just... The, 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 the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is eight weeks away, and you might think, oh, it's eight weeks away. That's such a long time. It's like not. I'm behind on all my PRs, and I'm so freaked out. Uh, but you two should come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Uh, but right now, give yourselves a hand for being here, and uh, we'll see you next week here on Mutiny Radio. St Stay tuned for FTW, Forever Two Wheels. If you're listening to this and you've never listened to FTW, you really need to do that. These guys are crazy. All right, bye. That should work. Oops, I have to turn this up.
That was my mistake. Chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite. I'm gonna guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good. Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion. 
at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host 
find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. Did you know that Compact Forever... 